Welcome to the Ultimate Football Fan Podcast, our Charged Up Chargers Podcast Victory Monday. Here with Sports Guy David and our Ultimate Fan of the Week, Ross, author of Drunk on Sunday. How you doing, Ross? I'm doing pretty good. Like I said, it's always good on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, it is a great day. Um, a huge victory over KC. David, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I got my Minute Maid Fruit Punch right here, ready to go. My victory juice. I'm going to be drinking all week. Only lasts about like two days, though. But I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get into the big victory over KC, which um, I don't know about you guys, but I was so anxious. Like, even the fact that we won, like, even after that Hail Mary, like, my anxiety was still through the roof. Like, I had to calm down. It felt like the old Anthony Lynn, Philip Rivers days. Like, I, I don't get too many days out of that from herbert but i was like super anxious uh great to come out with a victory but you know how we like to do we like to get in depth with our fans first and and give them a profile and give us a spotlight so ross warner a guy from new york is a chargers fan can you explain to the people because i'm sure it's not too many chargers fans in new york or where you're from how you became a chargers fan like a lot of people uh sound like men of a certain age but like a lot of people um Growing up in the 70s, I saw Dan Fouts on TV. Um, they were the only team, obviously, that threw. You're talking about a period where the Steelers, you know, the Cowboys, yeah, they had Brad Trump, Staubach, but, I mean, the 80s Chargers were literally like magic coming through the TV. And um, I guess, unfortunately for me, you know, the longer I stuck with it and the more, you know, Fouts begat, uh, you know, guys like Billy Joe Tolliver and Craig Wheelahan, and it just became this thing that um i guess living in new york um you know it made me certainly unusual but um i just continued to stick with it and uh it brought me to some interesting places like i said the AFC championship game and uh Pittsburgh, and then unfortunately I, I took it a step further and went to the super bowl <laughs> uh, I, i've seen the chargers in all of the crappiest uh venues you know the silver dome uh cleveland stadium multiple times uh the vet in Philly, Foxborough, um, you know, places you would not want to be a, uh, an opposing fan. Although uh, I, I can't really do it as much as I used to. Being in Washington opening week was nice because I'm seeing you guys, and you know, a lot of the, the younger uh, Charger Bowl fan. It's nice to see, like, just so much enthusiasm. And like you said, there's enough heartbreak where, you know, you still you, you cringe when they miss an extra point. Uh, after seeing that Hail Mary, I mean, the fact that Kevon Campbell, you know, was all over <laughs> That guy, they don't call that, thank God. But, you know, again, it would be so Chargers had they called it and they would have gotten the ball. Yeah, they de- yeah, that definitely would have been a Chargers thing. Um, I think – oh, go ahead, Derek. No, no, you go, you go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, like, how was it since Dan Fouts really brought you into, you know, your Chargers fandom? Like, Dan Fouts and, and the Air Coriel offense was, like, the first real aerial attack that revolutionized the NFL. So, like, take me back because I obviously don't know. How was it, like, witnessing – that aspect of the game that was just really so brand new it was groundbreaking really the pioneering that and and yeah just tell me about that yeah i mean it, you know again I, you know, I grew up in westchester my good friend eric stangle uh who's after david letterman who's quite active on, on twitter we went to elementary school together and both huh. got into the chargers um i say it like it's an addiction i guess it is you know uh watching them on television we'd go out and we play, you know, football. Um, and again, nobody wants to block, obviously. So nobody <laughs> wants to throw long. You know, I wanted to be Wes Chandler um, and, uh, or, you know, or Dan Fouts. And seeing them, I mean, it was, it's a chronic Don Coriel is not even, you know, close to the Hall of Fame, which is not yeah. 
but um, they were, I mean, it was like the way I guess people talk about ABA basketball or they just seem to be doing something completely, I'm sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, something <laughs> completely different um, than everybody else. It was so much fun to watch. And then, of course, you know, this being Raider Week, um, one of our, me and Eric, I remember our lasting memories was, the, you know, the 1988 championship game where, you know, I guess at that time I foolishly thought, like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's not that unusual. You wouldn't win playoff games, you wouldn't the Super Bowl. Like, eventually they'll win, right? I mean, they'll eventually get. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jim Plunkett, and I, I see Kenny King's kid is out on Twitter now, like, you know, blasting people, which, I, you know, I didn't realize that that qualified you to do anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Cliff Branch has a kid or Ray Guy has something, you know, uh, Forgotten Son that needs a Twitter account. But um, they, they were amazing to watch. And, you know, it sucked I never won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you talked about being stressed out. I mean, I remember being 11 watching the 1982, you know, game against Miami. And all I'm thinking when they were up 24 nothing is, you know, I'm not that old, but I feel like something bad could happen here. And then, of course, they start coming back. And, I mean, I know the Charger players talk about that game. It's like they were just so relieved that they didn't lose. And I remember thinking that at the time. And, you know, next week they go to Cincinnati and, Again, I'm thinking, well, you know, next year they'll, they'll get them next year, and then eventually, you know, next year becomes, uh, you know, farther and farther away. But, uh, you know, the question originally, they were great to watch. Um, and like I said, I mean, Dan Fouts, you know, uh, when I had a chance to meet him in 2013, speaking to him, I kind of got the vibe that it must be like the way Mark Hamill or William Shatner feels. Like so many people must go up to him and be like, dude, you're the reason, you know. Uh, my wife said to him, like, you're the reason that I lost my Sundays. And he <laughs> Uh, I set her up with that line beforehand, but I, I feel like he's heard that before. Um, you know, he actually read the book and has been very nice about it, which, uh, you know, I, I was a little worried at first. I was like, am I going to get hit with a restraining order here? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then my second question to you would be like, where would you rank like your favorite top Chargers moments? You've probably seen all the legendary ones. So uh, I want to get your opinion. I mean, by far the, the greatest moment that I saw was the day they beat Pittsburgh. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was in the stands. I was, you know, 24 years old. Uh, you know, there wasn't such a thing as like teams traveling with their fan base. I mean, I remember being there. Uh, I mean, the pictures of me, I've got like a wine skin. I mean, obviously nobody frisked you back then, you know, walking into the stadium. Um, you know, I was obviously obliterated. And I remember <laughs> watching, I remember watching the fourth down play thinking, if I was like remotely sober here, I would be so nervous they're going to blow this. But at the time, you know, it was like that perfect buzz and like, you know, something you see in a movie where Gibson knocks down the pass. And I was like, you know, I, I can't believe they're actually going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, after watching the Eric Coriel team, you know, get knocked down the AFC Championship game, I really foolishly <laughs> thought like, you know, nothing's going to stop us. And, in the corner of my mind, I was like, well, the Cowboys, you could probably beat the Niners. They could have a really stacked team. But, um, you know, I never thought what it would be like, and I wrote about it in the book, to have your team lose the Super Bowl. Like, all I wanted them to do was make it. And I guess, you know, to have Super Bowl week back before they had um, buys and shortened buys for the Super Bowl, I thought it would be so great to get all this hype. And, you know, and then, of course, um, I'm not from San Diego, but I know San Diegans feel like every time their team has gotten into the championship game. They play against this once-in-a-generation squad, like the <laughs> or the yeah. NBA Padres. I mean, I'm also a Mets fan, which is a whole other story. But, um, oh. you know, so I, I you know, that, that was by far the greatest moment. Um, you know, there are obviously other great moments. I mean, I, I did love Stan Humphreys uh, just because I mean, he just struck me as such a gutty guy. I mean, um, you know, and again, I'm listening to people talk, you know, about Bosa yesterday play, playing with a sprained ankle and Derwin popping in his shoulder. So, 
you know, I, I think uh, it's, it's good to see, you know, I guess that, that gutting was back, but, and then obviously, you know, with Rivers, um, it was great when they beat, you know, Indy, uh, even though Billy Bullock finished the game, uh, you know, the Darren Sproles play was obviously amazing. Oh my God, that's one of my favorite moments as a Charger fan right there. You know, and then again, watching the Hank Bauer, you know, replay of that, and then, you know, you hear Hank say, like, it just seems like they're a team of destiny, and that's, you know, that's always been the thing about the Chargers, and growing up in New York, all my life being surrounded by Jets and Giants and, you know, as I watch, you know, Eli get all the, you know, the love on television. I mean, you know, my first Charger game live was 1986 uh, against the Giants the year they won the Super Bowl. And that was the, the week after the Gary Anderson game. So my dad takes me to Giants stadium. I'm so excited to the Chargers. It's 86. So, you know, this is not uh, the Chargers on the, on the upswing and, you know, they get destroyed and just, being around fans out here, it's just interesting because, you know, Jet fans, of course, have the most fatalistic opinion of themselves and they feel so, you know, disaster prone. And then we have to think about, yeah, except the two times we played you, yeah, we were even more disaster prone. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, like, being out there and surviving in New York, like, I don't know how that could be, especially with all the, like you said, the tragedy that the Jets face. And then, I don't know, New York fans seem to be a little bit dramatic sometimes but but i do love it yeah i mean like when you know when people were debating whether badgley should have been booed at fan fest like to me that was a no-brainer like hey you know i'm glad they got rid of him although i got questions of this guy you know but like the guys <laughs> that play poorly you know provided again i'm looking at from the charger's point of view that to me is just the most you know expected thing i mean if you play badly you're getting booed and that's the way that you express yourself as a fan like um you know for years yeah, the New York media can be really hard, but I mean, guys like Nick Canepa and, you know, and AC and then later Eric Williams, as a fan, I always wanted them to ask those hard questions. Like, you know, why didn't right. ever go beyond the two-point conversion in 2018? Like, why is Michael Coy constantly punting? You know, late Aaron Noor, you know, why is he trying to set up Nick Novak for a field goal, you know, to beat uh, the Tebow-led, you know, Broncos? Um, <laughs> and, that, and, you know, so when they moved, there was always that thinking, like, oh, maybe if they go to L.A., you know, the media will be hard on them, but course i don't know california and la is you know not really known for its you know hard-hitting you know uh media questions because obviously there's a lot more to do i guess i mean well new york is <laughs> too but and then uh ross go ahead and talk about your book let the people know sure. about your book um, I, our second I, author on our fan podcast yeah. our yeah. second author <laughs> uh, yeah I have, I have i have a sticker here but um it's called drunk on sunday um it came out a year ago um there is a screenplay written uh I didn't write it. Somebody adapted it, but it's a fictionalized version of me growing up, you know, becoming obsessed with the Chargers, and then simultaneously going to college, um, simultaneously becoming a huge deadhead. So, you know, I'm navigating those two interests at the same time. I was on Sirius on the Dead Channel uh, talking about the book last year, and they're asking me like, you know, what's it like being a Chargers fan? And I was like, well, how much time do you have? And, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it. Um, it's, it's, it's about trying, you know, growing up. It's like kind of like high fidelity if it was more about uh, sports than music. Although, obviously, you know, if I was to give you a tour of my panic room here, I mean, I, have, uh, I think, what do I have back there? I have Charger bobblehead, and uh, I have this weird folk art painting, and I have the Fouts Humphreys, Wes Chandler, you know, trifecta. The Stan Humphreys, uh, you know, light switch, uh, light switch uh, bracket. So there's a light over there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a story about growing up and finally, you know, realizing that, um, that there's more to life than football, although 
you know, you guys talked about being stressed out. I mean, yesterday when I'm on the couch watching a game and I'm just lying with my face looking at the ceiling and my kids go over and be like, are you okay? Like, are you going to get up? And my daughter looks up and she's like, they're winning 14 nothing. Like, isn't that unusual? I was like, just, just go away. Yeah. She's 14. I'm like, you know. Um, and then every now and then they hear the aggressive clapping or they hear like, yeah, Derwin or something like that. And then um, I've gotten better at not, you know, freaking out every time I miss a field goal. But as you guys know, it's a trigger. Um, you know, it's like a closer that you know can always give up a homer yeah i'm go ahead david i'm I'm exactly right there i remember it's 14 and 0 and i was with my girlfriend she's like baby they're doing good i'm like just you're here with a bunch of charger fans don't say that too loud so (laughs) and then and then the last play i'm recording myself i didn't post it but i'm recording myself and it's a hail mary and i literally i think i closed my eyes i didn't even see it and then i just hear cheering and i was like i either passed out and i'm dreaming right now or this is just not happening. And everyone was going crazy. I went to this watch party in Fontana. It's a city in California. And it was wild. We were dancing until the next game went on, which was the uh, – I forgot what game was on next. But we were dancing until the like the second drive of this team that was playing. It was just wild. But I'm still at that stage where extra points and field goals, I just don't try to look. And um, it's just, I'm just like, I can't get over the fact that we can't get it done. And it bugs me, but – I hope one day I could be where you're at. Yeah, well, it, you know what? You, yeah, I, I say where I'm at, but again, I mean, as I'm watching these picks, it's like, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it really is. It, it is such a trigger. And I know, again, it's such a charger mindset of the fan base. Like, well, we can't let Badgley go because he'll be good. And, you know, Lambo was good and Pooh is good. And you know, everybody we have them, then they go on to be good. Well, hey, those guys aren't playing for, like, you know, contending teams. And, and they aren't exactly, like, you know, hitting clutch field goals for, you know, big games. And also, like, both those guys, you know, they weren't good with us. And I don't think we're cursed. I get it. Like, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, you know, the Chargers, especially since the move, you know, we become this victimized fan base. But we're also simultaneously this fan base that isn't supposed to exist. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, that Thank you. Crazy. That's <laughs> – So, yeah. it, 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 you know, and, it, and we have – and again, you know, I was thinking about it today, like about the Raiders. And obviously, you know, I've always hated the Raiders. And why – when I grew up, of course – you know, the Raiders were really good. They won the 1980 Super Bowl. And, you know, obviously it's easy jokes. Like, the Raider fans are trash and they're all convicts. And even you know, Naked Gun, I believe, made a joke about, you know, the Raiders. But it, it's not even, you know, the guys on that team. It's just the, the the attitude of that fan base or just the idea that, like, you know, it's okay for them to move multiple times. But, you know, for the Chargers, you know, you know how dare people do that? And how dare you support them? Like, L.A., you know... It's, I mean, I get it because people say to me, well, what would you do if the Mets ever leave, left? And I'm like, well, if you asked me this year, I'd be like, absolutely fine with it. But <laughs> I know what they mean. But, you know, it's it just become this thing where it was good opening day because I could see, you know, all these guys and girls who, like, I mean, they've seen the heartbreak, but there, there was a lot of enthusiasm. And, you know, there was a lot of the, you know, I mean, I was wearing the Humphreys jersey and I was the only one. I mean, people said, like, oh, yeah, I had a Humphrey's jersey, and, like, I'm too big for it now. Or, you know, I told them this is my second Humphrey's jersey, you know, but the one that I actually wore in 94 is in the closet. But, um, you know, everybody had new jerseys, and I was like, you know what, this is, this is, this is a good thing. I mean, they, they know their history. You know, they know why, you know, Charger fans always, like you said, had that look in their eye, and no lead is never safe. And, you know, uh, the second that you see that penalty or, you know, that shift penalty, you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, and I'm getting texts from people like, it's just, it's like every other year, it's like last year when Kelly fumbled, you know they're going to lose it, you know. And I mean, Herbert really has so far been that guy that, 
you know, dare I say even more than, than Rivers, what he said early on, that just seems to have that magic. And I don't want to jinx him, but like I said, I mean, the more he wins, the more he's going to get attention. But, you know, we've seen Brady Mahomes do it to us so many times. And, you know, yesterday caught up with Mahomes, some of those sloppy passes that everybody loves to ogle at. And now he's throwing them up his back foot and our guys are catching him. But uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I mean, here's hoping. Staley, you got to give him credit. I, I mean, you know, I think I think Popper said it earlier on this year. He was just like, you know, for Charger fans, different, just different, would be a step in the right direction. And anything that wasn't Anthony Lynn, anything that wasn't, you know, he's a backup for a reason. People were ready to embrace. And I mean, you know, I think what did I hear Kyle Brandt say today? Like after Slater's holding call, you know, or false start rather, it was fourth and nine. He's like, I think Staley would have gone if it was fourth and fifteen. Like, he, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, I. I you got to give him credit because I know you guys were probably. I was like, yeah, we really, you know, I know Eckler said, "Are we really going for this?" I'm like, "That's that's impressive," you know. <laughs> I mean, well, this is a good transition into the game, so we'll we'll talk about the game now. And so, uh, yeah, I I'm on board with you for sure with Staley and his and his cojones. I mean, he's definitely ch- at first, you know, changed a lot of things. Um, the mentality is is in the players' confidence, and they're growing. I do like that a lot. Uh, but I think one thing that I will point out is we kind of got lucky. I mean, how many times can you say that you you forced four turnovers and the game was still close till the very last yeah. couple of minutes? You know, it is the Chiefs and we'll give the Chiefs um, a bunch of credit. And and we did see Joey Bosa get a lot more pressures than I expected, which it seemed like he was single-handedly doing because I didn't On see... An ankle, apparently. Right, right, exactly. And he even um, got hurt a little bit too on one of these plays when he tweaked it early on too and he fought through it and we had some alohi gilman action and we don't really get to see that too much um asante right tranquil is in there and he made some great plays and i think that he should be in there a lot he's probably working his way into the rotation a lot more now uh asante samuel jr still being athletic but these turnovers that happened uh we did earn them yesterday they did earn them because forcing four is not a joke, right? You could you could say maybe that interception, that first one was definitely a, a miscue on the Chiefs, but those two forced fumbles and then to get another one towards the end of the game, you, the Chargers deserve a lot of credit there. But now the question is, is this sustainable? Because that one interception and those two forced fumbles, they seem to be just, you know, very fortunate plays because you hit the ball right in where it needs to be and it's it's going to come out regardless if you hit it properly. That punch out was very um, technical though by Tavon Campbell, so I'll give him credit. But well, is, you're right. If you're if you're reading this as a script of like how this game went down, not just the play by play, you'd be like, oh no way, we win this game. I mean, you know, this is not like you said sustainable. I mean, I, I'm hoping. I know Staley has a plan each week, and I'm sure when he got interviewed, you know his. Whatever they kept talking about in the broadcast, you know, putting a roof on the plays and all that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he, I mean, he obviously comes off as this like wonder kid. He's very impressive. I'm sure he absolutely wowed Telesco, who, you know, I found it interesting. Telesco was in that post game. I guess he always has been there, but when they were showing the videos in the locker room, Telesco's in there when they're breaking it down. I was like, what is on Telesco? Like, I know they <laughs> played the ball together. I was like, you know, I don't remember him doing that uh, before. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely things to be concerned about. And like you said, I mean, that Gilman interception, that was no joke. I mean, he had to like, Mm-hmm. Jump, you know, I saw somebody say today, well, why didn't Gilman get up and run? I was like, well, as a Charger fan, forget Marlon no. Street. You should be happy you <laughs> caught it because I don't care what Casey Hayward's doing. I can name 100 Casey Hayward drop picks. And we could go back to Marcus Gilchrist, you know, not picking the ball off against Tennessee in 2013. Like, not catching interceptions that seem to go right through their hands. Trey Boston, I mean, that 
that's a charger thing. So the fact that he got it, you know, maybe I've lowered expectations. I was just ecstatic that, you know, that doesn't happen to us. And he did, you know, with one of those crazy Mahomes throws that, you know, uh, that again, the media seems to love when he does it until it doesn't work. And then, you know. Yeah, I tweeted out like, oh, ESPN talk about that sidearm because there's a, there's a couple sidearm passes that just didn't work. And I'm, and like, I don't want to say this too early as an NFL fan, but like Mahomes was, I think he looked bothered. He looked obviously visually um, frustrated, but it looked like something was bothering him. I'm pretty sure it's nothing. But uh, those passes bit him You've in the ass. He's engaged too, so I'm sure that. Oh God! Don't get me started with her. Do not get me started. Yeah, I mean, I she think... already tweeted out that it was a trash pass interference call, and I'm thinking like, you know, I hear her screaming "Patty" last year at that opening uh, game loss, like she's some, you know, drunk robot or something. <laughs> yeah, she got uh, banned from uh, TikTok, and I was like, the like, I read that right before Sunday. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a good day. And it's like, don't get me started with her. It's so annoying. <laughs> with that's impressive. Yeah, and I was just like, what? How? But, like, back to what I was saying, those passes bit him in the ass, and I like how our defense executed on that. And it was just amazing to see Nazir Adderley, too. Uh, me and Lucas were on his head all last year for just over-pursuing tackles. He's been, like, the best tackler on the defense alongside with Jerem James. So, like, I am really happy. Yeah, Nazir Adderley is going to get called for a – like, again, the difference between, you know – you know, Rodney Harrison with the Chargers, he's hitting Jerry Rice and the Raiders, that's a flag. Rodney Harrison making the hit on the Patriots, he's a hard-nosed player. Right. You know, also using supplements. But yeah, I thought, like, is Adderley going to get called for late hit? Because, I mean, I, he didn't leave with the shoulder, but that is the kind of play that we usually get flagged for. I, mean, I can name 100 Melvin Ingram or other plays where we hit guys really hard and we get flagged, and especially, you know, with KC. I mean, Mahomes calls for – I mean, this happened in the 2018 game. He's calling for a penalty all the time, and he gets yeah. it. That's what's so frustrating. He's constantly waving, and you know, I saw somebody say yesterday, "Well, you know, Herbert's too reserved. You know, Rivers is always up in the refs' faces." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they, he never got calls. Like in that 2018 game on the final drive, he got destroyed. Right? He hit. Remember? And like any other quarterback. I and mean, unfortunately, you know, this is this was Phil's thing. I mean, you know, they would get that call. So you know, um, it, it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Adderley was great. I mean, Derwin. Like you, I you know I worry every week is Derwin going to make it? Like I, I'm so used to life without Derwin James. I mean, even all that stuff this summer, you know, with his long road back, and I watched the All In thing, and you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, this was the reason that he fell to us. I mean, like Keenan. I mean, I went back. I was you know writing. I've been writing a blog since the mid '90s. Just is coming. It's so old that it's actually the tagline from Tombstone, which came out in 1994, to date myself. But I mean, I remember. You know, when Keenan fell to us, I mean, the injuries were the reason we got him. So, he, I mean, Jordan was fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I remember when Staley got the interview and all those videos of him just, like, talking to Derwin and inviting him to play with the kids. And I'm like, I mean, do you want to count on Derwin being here? Because, you know, I, I've had to live in a world without Derwin James. It right. Sucks, but I, I don't want to open my eyes to the possibility it could happen again. But, um, I mean, you know, that's impressive. I mean, him popping his shoulder back. And I know it's not great for the long term. And I see people, like, already like, oh, it's always something with this guy. But... You know, injuries in the Chargers, it seems like, you know, sometimes it, it seems to happen like the midfield goals when we're just playing badly. I'm thinking about Merriman in the playoff game in 2010. Like, I mean, how many times do we watch games and like, oh, of course they go out now. And I, I don't know if there's a correlation. I know maybe I'm reaching here, but just the mere fact that these guys were going back in to play, uh, I mean, and putting their careers at risk. I, you know, I don't know if it says something about Staley or, you know, the culture or – you know, well, knock on that. wood that it doesn't get any worse because oh, right now we are we are fairly healthy right now. But I was going to ask you, like, do you think that this 
the way that they played yesterday, which was more of a bend don't break. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had his first hundred yard game, and we're the worst rushing defense in the league. We're giving up on average 170 yards on the ground. And the Raiders and the Browns. Right. And and the Ravens as well. Yeah. So we're we're gonna be uh in for it for the next month and a half, I believe. Um but what really changed it was the turnovers and that got, gave us that huge cushion. Do you think that Brandon Staley is going to, you know, make this a consistent thing? Cause he was getting a lot of turnovers last year. And, and if he turns Joey Bosa into anything, what Aaron Donald is, as far as just getting that effective pressure up on the field, do you think that that's going to, you know, be the results? Yeah. I mean, I, look, if I knew what the Chargers were going to do, you know, week to week, I, I guess I wouldn't be a Chargers fan because I know what was coming, but I mean, I think Staley, obviously, He's incredibly smart. I mean, does he deserve the defensive genius label? I mean, the Rams defense looks pretty good this year. And, you know, they were the first team to lose to the Jets last year as well. I mean, that is what Staley's doing. But, I mean, I think I don't think he plans to use this exact same scenario. I mean, he has to know that. Yeah, I mean, they, they did, you know, hold the Cowboys under however many points. And obviously, the Cowboys are blowing up the Chiefs now. So, uh, the, the Eagles now. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't know, Justin Jones – you know, I, I feel like he's been injured less than I think he has because when I saw, you know, Popper tweeting out about how important Justin Jones was, I was like, you know, do we rather really have Justin Jones? I mean, Chris Harris, <laughs> I never expect to have. So that to me is like, you know, or Balaga. I mean, yeah. Balaga being yeah. injured is the most like, you know, I mean, you know, that, that's like getting for being injured. I'm sorry to hear that he still is. But um, I mean, I know they're going to try to implement a different game plan. You know, I don't know who they get, you know, whether it be Covington or, um, you know, or some, you know, I don't know if it's the scheme or not. Um, you know, Perriman obviously was great against the run, and now he's on the Raiders, but he also is due for a penalty or, or an injury anytime soon. I'm not jinxing the guy, but obviously, you know, what we paid him was not worth what he gave us, you know, in terms of... Uh, yeah, that's true. Same thing with Ingram. I mean, again, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll revisit all this on, you know, on Monday when <laughs> this guy's suiting up and, you know, or yeah, I, I, you know, picket fence if he's still doing that. Well, well, part of it is just, I mean, Staley comes from having Aaron Donald, which is up there with maybe the best or second best defensive player of all time, right? I I don't know where where you would rank him, but it's I, for me just go, going through history. It's him or Lawrence Taylor as like the most dominant defensive players out there. And so when you swallow up the middle like that, not many teams can run up on you. And then the Chargers have two of the worst graded tackles in all of the NFL right now in Tillery and Linval Joseph isn't doing that well. So I mean, I, looked, th- I mean, maybe I was to see, but Tillery seemed like. You know, I mean, all he was getting in some place. Yeah, usually you see him get like late hits and stuff, and just people seem to be really down on him for that like dumbfounded look on his face. Where you know, I love, <laughs> I love, I, and I love that they. I mean, it's just not me ranting anymore. I love the anger when people are like, "Why is Jerry Tillery smiling?" or "Why is Trey Hipkins in that picture with Herbert?" I'm like, I love them, like that level of uh, of concern. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't know. I you know, I don't know if there's anything that we can do. I mean. I know there are people that think that like we don't draft or we don't we don't value the line. That's always been you know the, the thing. The Chargers don't value the interior line. And we haven't had a good line you know since we had Dealman. And you know, I mean, look, you know, Jeremy Clary for years was like my you know my whipping boy. I would always rip on Jeremy Clary. For <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's got a blockhead, you know. And then as soon as he left, and we had guys like Barksdale and Orlando Franklin, and you know, oh my god, I remember those guys too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I know I'm going to give you know I could go back to like Kevin Gogan, but I mean. I don't think that's that we, we don't value these guys. I mean, Trey Pipkins, you know, I, I mean, again, he is. He went in for one play and immediately got a false start. <laughs> and then the last yeah. week, yeah, and last week he held on the, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, so let's go. I know we could do the whole episode on, you know, what actually is the Chargers power structure and Dean or John or HG called the, the shots. And Celesco really have the right to, like, 
force us to keep Trey Pipkins. I can't imagine that that's, I mean, Telesco's job security can't be so, you know, secure that he could, you know, force us. Like, I mean, because what's his face? Uh, Josh Kelly isn't cracking the starting lineup, and we drafted him. And, you know, uh, you know, Murray seems to be kind of taking a backseat. So I can't imagine forcing this division, you know, St. Cloud State River is from Guyana. I know you were talking about the defense, but, um, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to go into the game plan, like, thinking oh, we, we can replicate that. I mean, I, I think it seems like Staley's thing is let's, you know, not – I mean, obviously, Herbert makes some risky throws, but let's not – do what we used to do, which is the old rivers chuck and suck. You know, it seems like we're doing a lot more like structured, you know, uh, like throws and, you know, people want him to air it out and everything. And, you know, let's, let's give him a chance because it's, you know, I, I feel like he, he looks at this guy and it's like, you know what, he, he could be the guy that when he gets the ball, you know, other teams start freaking out. I mean, that's what made me so, you know, when we got that interception yesterday, I know this isn't a defense strategy, but I was like, I looked at the, the other sideline. I'm like, they're scared. Like, it's good to see somebody else like, with that look in their eye, like, oh, my God, we're going to ruin someone else's Sunday. <laughs> and they don't get to do it enough. I mean, and it doesn't matter if, you know, can I win the Super Bowl. But I, I feel like that bend, don't break thing, you know, I don't know. I mean, how many points? You haven't given up that many points, even though yardage has been insane. Right. Well, that used to be like the old uh, Bill Belichick philosophy. Like, you could let them go all the way down to the red zone. But as long as it's only given a field goal, we'll take that every time. So, I'm just trying to see the feel. It's so early on. Like, it's too early to tell anything. Because remember last year, you know, Brady didn't even realize it was fourth down. And then they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So, like, we don't know what what these teams really are yet. So, that's... Absolutely. I I, I would never... I mean, if you'd asked me after that Bucks game, you know, even, I mean, look, it's three picks in the NFC Championship game. Or if we want another Charger nightmare, you know. The, the Ray Rice fourth and twenty nine. You, when you asked me that, day, right. I'm like, I was like, "There's no way that team's gonna go anywhere." I'm like, "They barely beat us." And then, you know, one hail mary against Denver, and before you know it, so, you know, I mean, I, I think Staley, you know, has the attitude like, you know, let's just let's just force the action. Like, let's, you know, I mean, yeah, I know Herbert uh, checked out of that running play, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you guys are thinking what I was thinking, like, you know, what exactly is he doing? I mean, I don't know if. He, yeah, I, I, I know it all worked out, but um, of course, you know, and then again, I could see this panel missing like a 20 yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I'm glad they like took care of it. Like, yeah, it, it looked like kind of like that second Giants uh, Patriots Super Bowl, like they were going to let us score. I mean, of course, here's my last charge of nightmare, you know. I mean, I remember the hard, you know, <laughs> there's a lot I of mean, these. I remember the fumbled snap in KC on Halloween. Oh know? my gosh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, exactly. <laughs> Um, but then I can think of some good things. I can think of, uh, you know, uh, Eric Tutu getting the touchdown, you know, yep. Malcolm Floyd and Vincent Jackson in 2008, uh, obviously the 2018 game, which, you know, um, up until this year, I guess that's really our shining moment or the, you know, the, the, the Ravens. Although I, I still wonder, like, has anybody ever asked Anthony Lynn, like, why did you go for two then and then never again? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that would be a very good I, question. I can go back on my, my tweets and people like, different like he did the thing the charger coaches don't do and like i don't even recall if that like i'm sure he said the from edwards like you played to win the game but then like he never did it again and he just completely like it was like that you know that was his defining moment he's like well i'm never gonna do that again i'm just gonna be constantly sending like you know michael badgley out or punting i mean that, that i mean how many times did uh people referenced last year and the punting you know on our own end of fourth and one i mean that's what people are saying is that's how staley's different i mean i don't think you know I guess he's probably aware of what Lynn did, or he's heard, he's heard a million times about you know all of our crushed hopes and dreams. What do you guys think? I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, you know, I mean, we feel great but, today. Yeah, I think I think Staley definitely has that analytical approach, and and um, just 
the way where he's came from, like his career, being around so many different players and, and being a really good positional coach at the linebacking position, I didn't realize how he was so involved in, in Chicago and then just his aggressiveness there. I think that will translate to the offense and, and showing. It's just letting Herbert be Herbert. And and we talked about Phillip Rivers not getting calls. Well, Herbert is kind of like one of the darlings in the NFL now, so I feel like we're going to get a lot more of those. Also, going. To- he was getting hit hard. I mean, in Washington and then yesterday, there were a couple of calls where like, I mean, forget, you know, the, the sack call against Dallas or the non-sack. But, Which was ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was ridiculous. But, I mean, you know, again, I feel like, I mean, even as a, you know, as a Knicks fan, I still go back to, like, Charles Smith not getting the call against the Bulls. I mean, I feel like you have to earn that. But, yeah, I mean, Herbert, you'd think, because Mahomes gets all sorts of calls. I mean, he didn't get them, uh, I guess, too many yesterday. He was calling for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, but- Staley, you know, I, I, first of all, I love, by the way, in every interview, he tells everybody what a great question they asked. I'm like, how long is that going to last? <laughs> <laughs> the most engaged interview, like you ask a great question. I'm like, he's, he's like he's running for office. And, <laughs> for real, I mean, he's a the, really you got the job, dude. If you win a Super Bowl, I mean, I swear to God, I'll you know I'll fly out there and give you like you know lifetime drip for drink tickets. I mean, yeah, yeah. David, yeah, what so is... go ahead. Like like Staley brought what I think the Rams were ranked 19th before he got there to first um, ranked defense, and then the players he got um, obviously are generational talent with Ramsey and Donald, but what he's bringing to the charger team is just common sense. I think that's like the biggest thing he's bringing to this team is common sense. Cause there's so much things I last year, I was on the Anthony Lynn train till what week, like we, everyone wanted to fire him. I was still trying the to, Patriot I'm, game I was the one where, you know, we got shut out with people. like There him. it is. It was a Patriot game. Whatever week that was, I have sisters. So I know patience. I have five sisters grew up with three of them. I have patience. So I was like giving them benefit of the doubt. Got blown out 45 0, if I'm not mistaken, to the Patriots. I gave up on him. But, like, I'm sure your sisters pretty- know, know when the time is when you can't run the ball when there's no timeout, though. You know, they, they, they wouldn't have done that in Buffalo. Or, yeah. yeah. And, like, the fact that he's like time management, he, he knows what they're doing. Like, we don't have to yell at the TV, call a timeout because it's already been called. Right. Like, stuff like that. Just like the small things I appreciate so much. And the fact that the kicker was out, we're like, oh, shit. Everyone was looking at it like, oh, shit. And then he's like, nah, fuck that. Go for it. Then the yeah, penalty. And then he's like, we're out of field goal range. We got to go for it. So, fuck it. And that was just the balls on this dude was amazing. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, people people are saying it today. Like, I, I don't think he made the fourth down call because he doesn't trust this guy. You know? I mean, I'm sure – there are discussions right now, like, do we need to bring somebody else in? I mean, we, we didn't let Caleb Sturgis miss two uh, extra points in Seattle. I mean, I don't they don't want to make a change, but, you know, I feel like he was just going to go for it, and that was it. Like, I don't know that it was because of this guy or the wind, or, I mean, I don't know what his thought process is, but I felt like, you know, because he went, obviously, on fourth down earlier, you know, when they were in Washington when I was there, and it was third down and ten in their own end. I mean, he was, you know, he was throwing, which, obviously, that's something Lynn would have never done. Yeah. He would have absolutely run up the gut and then watch like, you know, 10 seconds go by and punted the ball. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, it kind of felt like this is not rooted in any faction or anything. This is pure speculation, but I kind of felt like he felt like he owed Tyrod Taylor that season. And it was maybe just trying to hold out a little bit and to give any, any reason to put Herbert back on the bench and, and, you know, give Tyrod his true shot. That's how I felt like when, um, the season was unfolding because with all the comments he made, but I don't want to look secretly related. I mean, is that <laughs> I don't know. Just following through his career. Like, a don't bit, don't yeah. think you didn't see that in the Twitter feed. Is it possible that he has incriminating evidence? I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. I mean, you know, Marty and, you know, obviously when he was with the chargers, I mean, you know, Norm, I mean, you can be stubborn, but obviously when you're, like you said, common sense, I mean, you know, again, uh, I think it was Kyle Brandt said, you know, that the reason that, 
the uh, what's it called? The, like the Redzo channel exists. It's basically like that's the platform for Charger misuse. It's like they basically have that. So when people can tune in and see like what kind of you know like you, since I get different first kind of fucked up shit are we gonna do at the end of the game? Like you know what are we gonna do to blow this? And, it really was like our our home for highlights of failures. But um, let's let's we came out with a huge W yesterday. Herbert was. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, amazing. Won, right? Like that was like the biggest winning years, and you guys were complaining about. Guys, who, you know, aren't in we sent we sent the Chiefs to the bottom of the division. No one would have predicted that after three weeks, and no one predicted the Broncos and Raiders in first place. Which we get, we'll get to the Raiders in a second. But I, one more uh, point, one more thought that I just been observing throughout the year is just the lack of Eckler. I thought that we would have so much more of the Eckler show, so many more air guitars. I thought we'd have a lot more, you know, carries out of the backfield. Yesterday, he only had eleven carries for fifty-five and uh, six receptions for fifty-two. He was our second. Uh, leading receiver with 52 yards um but i thought that we would see a lot more of him being well, the main focal the, point run blocking i mean you know the thing i love eckler and obviously i guess we can look at like his, you know, his workload but i mean you know the other thing is when you have herbert and not that you want to be throwing every down i mean do we want to go back to i guess it's the way you use them right i mean I guess sure to run them up oh. as, as, as hurt you know as they would in the past i mean you know I, you mentioned common sense to see quarterback sneaks not that phil could ever do it i mean we've seen more quarterback sneaks in the last three weeks than we saw in 20 years yeah we really have and I, i'm 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 super excited about that because herbert seems to be able to get it like every single time he he knows exactly when to execute at when he sees the a gap wide open and it's an easy easy uh first down but i understand using herbert to his full maximum because we didn't use that at all last year it seems we were trying to just i don't know put the reins on him for a little bit now he's a wild horse and he's doing his amazing thing but is my point is is this sustainable now because because we just saw the bucks who just throw it on tom brady um get essentially shut down uh against the rams and so uh what if we face another tough defense maybe on the the level of the rams um is throwing herbert out there to throw for he threw only 38 times yesterday but that but still uh, do you think he's going to need like a complimentary running game? I really do think yeah. so. Well, do you and, really have those guys? Though? I mean, you know, I obviously I do. I, I think Eckler is. I don't know if it, you know what Kelly's deal is like, but obviously Roundtree has you know leapfrogged him. Um, you know, with Eckler, um, and we we didn't get into Melvin Gordon, but I mean, I love Austin Eckler. You know, I don't think he was ever built to be necessarily a workhorse. Um, you know, in other words, like I mean, I don't think he could rush a thousand yards. He could, I guess, but I think it would take an awful lot. Out of mm. the other guy. So, I mean, I do think we do. We do have the game. offensive line to do it, though. We definitely have the guys to do it now. Uh, yeah, we didn't even get the Storm Norton, who I guess, we, do we owe him an apology? I mean, it seemed like he played a good game yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he is a former XFL guy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess we should give uh, Staley some, some credit for saying that, uh, you know, that what he was doing against Dallas and not being with Dallas was mental. Before I forget, I don't know if you guys saw, I didn't realize when Hasselbeck was on um, NFL this morning, wherever we were ESPN, where he was talking about before the game about how many times we've run this play where Herbert comes up to the line and I guess Lindsay turns around. Mm -hmm. turns I love around that. I, I mean, I didn't notice it that at the time, but we are doing a lot of, you know, hurry up, not hurry up offense, but like keeping them off balance, you know, calling yeah. guys when, I like uh, that. you know, when they're not ready. I mean, that's, you know, to go back to the question, I do think we're going to need a running game, but I, I feel like Staley recognizes, I mean, the same thing with, you know, at the end of the game I, I mean i hope he's saying like you know nine times out of ten you don't want to be obviously giving the ball back to an opposing quarterback obviously in the home so i hope they're looking at you know the film and saying Kevon campbell you forced two fumbles but like there may come a time where you're going to gang tackle down on hail mary and they're going to call that i know they don't call it um, 
I like how you brought up the Lindsley snap thing because that thing was so subtle. Like you would not know. I did not yeah, notice it either. And, and, and right, exactly. And and you would think that we would pick up on something watching these teams so closely. And I guess that's what you, you kids call like a low key genius. I'm like, <laughs> favorite movie is Rounders, but I'm like, is this guy possibly the smartest person ever? <laughs> like, well, yeah. and it's like it's an example of like the little things mean so much. And you're right, it was that little wrinkle that that got the opposing defenses off balance. And if he could just keep coming up with with that, like little hopefully things like that. Week thing. I know they talk right, about exactly. Right, like when we play a team that you know, hopefully. They know because I like you. I probably, I mean, you know, I worry when I see Herbert drop back. Like he's taking too many hits, or you know, I mean, yesterday with his arm, I, I, or his hand rather. I love that. Oh yeah, scared know, me. He apparently, he was iced. But if you look at all the pictures, not only has he got his hands up, but there's a picture of him at Bosa where they're like doing like a crazy handshake with his hand, with his throwing <laughs> hand. I'm like, that's <laughs> the hand that he had like iced after the game. So I mean, you know, I, 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 I worry, but I think Staley hopefully will do it. Will do it week to week. I mean, I think. He doesn't want us to be all one or all the other. I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, we don't have a Damian Tomlinson back there, but I guess, you know, with Eckler, I mean, the screen passes last year, you remember, I mean, the only time they ever really used them, the most predictable screen passes ever. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think it was predictable was our offense. Yeah. I mean, I think it was also like when we called plays like this year, like I truly don't know. And I, I mean, I've heard Staley on like the athletic podcast and even I like, I'm like, I can't follow what he's saying. I've been watching football obviously since I was a kid. I'm like, this is like, you know, full next level Ernie Zampezi, like root tree stuff. I'm like, you know, um, but he, uh, I think like week to week, I mean, it seems like he wants us to constantly be, you know, making them react to us. And he wants yes. Forcing you know, the issue. I mean, there's going to be bumps. I can't imagine, you know, it, it can't work every week. Right. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I, this guy, he was brought in for, for his creativity. And so if if this is what it is, you know, just little things week by week that we're just getting previews of, then, you know, I'm all here for it. You know, I was like, I was kind of like speculating, like, was he not trying to show too much on his defensives on the defensive schemes so he could hide some things? So what, when we faced KC finally, and I think that Joey Bosa had more pressures yesterday than he had in the other two games combined. So um, he was everywhere, and and maybe it was something that they were showing on uh, on the defensive fronts that confused the KC offensive lineman, which is a very good unit anyway. So it's surprising that we got home on many different occasions to force those uh, turnovers. So and I love it. I'm all here for it. I love also that he says in those posts things like, "Is anybody here surprised about what just happened?" And I'm watching this. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm surprised." I've been watching this team since 1979. I'm completely fucking surprised. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I know that's that's his thing. Um, yeah, I like for the him, game to- ball. He mm. does like he, he says. Yeah, I got two game balls. This is for this. This is for you guys. I like that little ritual they do. Like yeah. I don't know if that's a, like an every locker room theme, but that's really cool how he makes. Right. I mean, and like you said, you know, I mean, I, I I thought Anthony Lynn, you know. You know, I mean, we, we saw those videos of Anthony Lynn, you know, when they lost uh, or they won the last game against the Raiders in 2017, but didn't make the playoffs. And they showed that, like, you know, nice speech that he gave. I mean, you know, I, I think he, you know, and we saw, like, glimpses, oh, he's been creating new culture. I just, I don't know if he's just a guy that, you know, wouldn't be a good head coach going back to a Norv, going back to, you know, certain guys with just great coordinators. I mean, he's not a great coordinator, I guess. But, um, you know, with Staley, I mean, I, I want to believe. I mean, I mean, like I said, he, Definitely. I mean, he must have blown away in that interview because everybody, myself included, was like, oh, they're getting Brian Dayball. Like, right. He went to high school with Tom Telesco. And right. He actually went to my college, Dayball. He's uh, younger than me, University of Rochester. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect fit. And everybody, you know, and then when we hired him, I don't know about you guys, I was like, we hired who? 
like the guy from the Rams. You know? Well, I, I liked it because it proved that it wasn't like nepotism or I'm just hiring someone that I like. It was like a f- pure process. And remember last year, there was so many people in that coaching pool that we could have got any elite coach on. But that's what it felt like. Um, but I also like the way that he bounced back because week two loss against the Cowboys. We know how the losses stack up against the Chargers and it snowballs into an avalanche of of terror and 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 despair and the season could have been over right there from week two and on but to come back like that it was a great w but now we have to talk about the raiders and so the raiders who honestly it may be like last year where they were coming off of a great start but when they come off to this great start um they seem to be a really good opponent they're getting really good production from guys that haven't really been um producing these past few years henry ruggs is second year player but he's doing his thing now um Derek carr i think he still might be leading the league in passing uh yards right now he's airing it out he's having a great year he's early mvp candidate which i don't like to say which is kind of weird to say um but they are an effective offense and they also are getting production out of their defensive line are you scared of this raiders team it's a divisional game i am a little bit well i mean i'm I'm scared because i'm always you know i think i i wrote years ago i mean i hate the raiders so much that when the raiders were really really bad i wanted them to be just a little bit better so i could be more justified in hating them um, <laughs> right. I'm always scared of losing to the Raiders, and I think you know they they're a obviously they're a legitimate team. And again, I look at them; it's more their fans. And you know, why do they get a pass on moving? And you know, they've been running with this renegade bullshit since the seventh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, I, I they think they are certainly a legitimate team. Whether they're three and L or the Broncos are three and L legitimate, I don't think it matters. I mean, obviously, we've seen how this plays out. You know, I mean, I don't think the Chargers. You know, we'll get caught up in any hype about themselves, but I don't worry too much that we're not, you know, still being talked about, even with the Rams in the same building. So I, I'm worried, you know, certainly I know there are going to be a lot of Raider fans there, and I really don't think, honestly, that, you know, I it hurts to say it, but what happens in the stands or what we do doesn't affect them. I know, you know, people showing up, and I mean, there's just a rash of fights everywhere. I'm sure you guys saw, you know, KC fans, you know, beating the crap out of each other. You know, yeah. you saw you know, that effect on teams, apparently. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, um, I mean, I'm worried, but I, you know, you'd asked me last week, I was like, oh, there's no way we could beat KC. They're coming off a loss. Right. Like, gosh, maybe I wish they had beaten, you know, Baltimore in that way. But, you know, so, you know, with the Raiders, I mean, they're 3 0. They went to overtime with a, uh, you know, a backup quarterback uh, yesterday, you know, against Miami. So I'm thinking, like, well, certainly, you know, we're better than that. But, I mean, it's going to be tough. And I'm sure they're going to be playing with a ton of emotion. And I'm sure, you know, they're going to be looking for whatever, you know, their crowd, their, you know, Mad Max, Fury Road, cast off guys. I think I've met the guy with the spikes before. I mean, I think he's a nice guy. But, you know, I get tired of seeing <laughs> the same shit on TV. I mean, the Darth Vader guy. You know. And the gorilla guy with the big-ass beads. Yeah, I mean, I saw a thing with him on, a, you know, on HBO. I mean, again, like, when I, <laughs> I, when, I won my, when I won my super fan thing in 2002, I met the big dog and all that. And, I wrote about nice. it in the book. I'm the, I'm the only person who didn't have a shtick. They're like, well, what's your what's your character? I'm like, I'm Ross. They're like, well, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a Jewish guy from Westchester. Loves the Chargers. Well, like, what's your persona? I'm like, that is my persona. Like, that's all I do. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm worried, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I was as worried last week, obviously, against the Chiefs. I mean, I'm sure you guys, I mean, I don't want to lose the Raiders enough to be with their fan base. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's more my concern, which, you know, again, has nothing to do with that goes on the field. But, I mean, it's not like – I don't think we're going to go out there and not take them seriously. I mean, they get good pass rush. I worry that, like, you know, we're going to let Max Crosby and his, you know, his uh, – whatever, his eye black. Does he still have two eye black things or one? I know he was doing, like, the left eye lobe thing for a while. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, or, or, or any of the former Chargers. So, I mean, I think it'll be a close game, but, you know, I mean, I feel like the energy in the building, I mean, even if it's only 40% Charger fans, those 40%, I mean, they really, really want to beat the Raiders. And I know that the Eagles are getting blown out, but it's like, it's that kind of game. I know the Raiders have that with everybody. Everybody hates them. I know KC, or they probably just feel bad for them at this point. But for us, like, we really, really still hate them. Yeah, I don't know what it is with, like, I, I see on the internet the 49ers hate the Raiders and the Cowboys hate the Raiders. And I don't see enough Charger hate the Raiders, like those little parody videos you do. I was like, I need to see more of that because there's going to be a lot of that at the tailgate. I'll be there. And um, I, still, I, I have might... a shirt in the closet that says Oakland sucks and Al Davis swallows, which is not at all PC. And, oh, you know, that's a good one. But that, that I got that I got that you know maybe I'll maybe I'll break it out but I mean yeah I, I break that the, one out yeah I mean the fan, the fans hate them or uh, you know I I love when people like in Mark Davis who I guess I was starting to read Jim Trotter's sale book and I guess Junior and Mark Davis like eventually became friendly which I was like I don't want to know that you know I want <laughs> I want more of like the pictures of Mark Davis looking like Christopher Lloyd and Adam Chandler values when he gets the bowl cut the big tournament. Yeah, he makes me physically uncomfortable. Um, I had a TikTok go viral on that, but like I, I what I jeans, I bet that's probably what does it. Yeah, that dude is just, and and like the fact that the Raiders fans just like look up to him, like you honestly, in the back of your head, Raider fans, you got to be like, all right, what's this dude's thing? Like, is he a serial <laughs> killer? Does he like dressing up like a clown on his day off? Does he like scare kids? Like, they're they have to be in the back of their head. But I am praying for a fight to break out at the tailgate, and I want to do interviews mid-fight. I think that would be some great content. And I, it's not a long shot that's that's not going to happen. No, because... I mean, I just watched that Netflix thing on the Danbury Crashers, the uh, the NHL team, when they, like, fought before the puck dropped. And I can see, you know, I mean, the over-under on, on fights. Uh, the over-under? I mean, what would you put the the line at? I, there'll, be, there'll be a lot. I mean, you know, I, I, I hate it. Like, I again, I hate that, like, you know, whether it's San Diego or Los Angeles, you know, we're still, I mean, we can get an old conversation about the move and about Dean, but just the mere fact that I look at the Raiders and them getting a free pass and their fan base travels and, you know, it's okay that Al Davis moved to and from and, you know, and that there seems to be no, like, how dare you joke this wonderful fan base. Um, you know, we're, we're seen as like this, you know, either non-existent or just, you know, blasphemous organization that chose to leave San Diego when we all know it's a lot more complicated than that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I would like. I'm sure there will be fights, and I feel like you know. So what's your over and under? What's the line on the fights at the I mean, tailgate? I think be, I think of the whole day. Like five, yeah, be, I think the, in the tailgate. I, mean, I think there's going to be like five fights. You know, I mean, I, I think there'll be five fights before the you know before the kickoff. I mean, okay. people are going <laughs> to be. I mean, people are going to be. I, I give you guys credit because I, the one that I have not gone to is the Charger Raider game, and regardless of the location. Oof, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been in places where when I was leaving the Washington game, this guy in a washington jersey with like camouflage numbers stuck a raider hat in my face as i was walking out and my, my only reaction was to say how's jack squire feeling these days and he looked at me he's like i don't even know who that is i was like he's the guy that caught the interception to beat the i'm like fuck you don't, you don't care. <laughs> i'm like it's either that or like you know i just you know basically punch the guy and run i don't know yeah like uh at at the at the stub hub or carson wherever the hell you want to call it i was raffling off a charger boom box and we went to the raider side and oh, whew. I mean, like some Raider fans are cool. Don't get me wrong. Some are really cool, actually, and like they know their fan base and they talk shit. But like when I was walking down there, it was tough. I will tell you, I was like, okay, should have worn my bulletproof vest. I might get stabbed. I might get clocked from behind. I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, it's it's it, you know, honestly, it's kind of scary because these fans they just got like this cult 
vibe to it. And I'm just like, I, I don't understand it. And then like, I go up to Raider fans my age and, and or like even younger than me. And I was like, you guys were, you were even alive when they won the Super Bowl. Like, why are you throwing this shit in my face? Like name three players off that team, that Super Bowl team, the last one you can. They're basically, just they're like, basically the proud boys of like NFL fans. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There it is. You can't, you can't, there it is. You can't, re- you can't reason with them. And, and like I said, what bothers me is that, yeah, they're, they're so like into playing that character. But like you said, I mean, you know, I don't need to prove my, you know, my fan, but yeah they don't know what they're talking about yes you know they, they're just they're still living in this this world where i get it you know that they feel disrespected because everybody makes fun of them but i mean they bring it on themselves thank you, you. Know? i mean Raider I, world is its own thing i think las vegas is like the perfect place for them though to be honest like just yeah well i mean they can do a 16 game their culture like their culture is now just to just to have fun i feel like because it hasn't been much to celebrate on the field lately so you know you, you do anything to escape that world that's why they dress up and it's like halloween over there so like, i'm hoping that i'm hoping that a charger fan shits in the al davis porch i'm gonna say that right now <laughs> i think i mean i i know someone would you know i'm, I'm afraid someone would hear this and do it i guess i shouldn't say that but um you know if somebody didn't well the last year they didn't let the fans in so i know that's our last game of the season but this guy oh, oh my uh, god we just uh they uncovered a plot right here uh but let's get back to the game a little bit so i'm i'm <laughs> i'm like as a, as a the shitting of the tour, yeah. yes um i have respect for al davis i just don't you know i have so many bad memories so for the for the raiders uh coming into town which peyton barber is the leading rusher now i expect a huge game from him i predicted the first hundred yard game for clyde edwards hilaire i think just any running back coming in is going to have a good hundred yard outing against the chargers easily so i see another peyton barber uh standout game and then Derek Carr and company having a good one but I think Herbert is finally finding his ground first game over 20 points was yesterday and I think that they could definitely pour it on against the Raiders who they did struggle against a backup quarterback Jacoby Brissett yesterday and I think that the Chargers way better than the Dolphins offensively I don't know I think I'm ready to call this I I've been I've been having to call Raider or Chargers losses in order for the Chargers to win like I said that they would lose against Washington they they won. I said they would so win why, against why the Cowboys. Just say publicly like we're gonna lose, and then like we'll all kind of like implicitly agree that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Win I gotta wear play. my Jason. I gotta wear my Jason for red jersey. He has to call a loss, and that's the way the Chargers win. It's our, I guess, ritual. Are I guess you, you have to do say. A picture of, of Verrett and his girlfriend, where he's wearing the uh, the Raider like uh, beanie. You know, oh my gosh! Uh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that too. Poor yeah, Jason Verrett. I, I, I forgive him, Keenan, for that picture of him in a Raider hat. I think he's done enough damage, especially against the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, he's done outside of maybe Gates or Ladanian. I mean, he's he's really he's just, he's just, he's yeah. So I'll it's, time, that. it's time for Herbert to continue that for sure. So I'll say the Chargers lose. <laughs> exactly, but wink, wink. We all. You know. It'll be if, but if the Raiders do win, the the recipe for success will just definitely have to be keeping Herbert off the field. I'll say that, and they definitely have the opportunity to do that with how bad the Chargers have been stopping the run, and it just seems like the Raiders have been doing pretty well protecting the ball. So the key well, for I mean, the Chargers would be that. Refuse to watch the games, but I, I seem to just Bradley still. I know he's running with cover three, and you know I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know they were able to get a pass rush, but I mean, I'm, I'm always thinking. You know, we always fantasize about being able to face a Gus Bradley defense. So I'm right. if we'll actually, you know, if that'll be realized. I mean, he, he, he made the Raiders the lowest blitzing rate team in the NFL. So they're already, you know, comfortably continuing his his, uh, his policies. I don't yeah, know. You get them in a third and long and then wait for him to run that picket fence play. Where you yeah. guys like, you know, <laughs> or a bubble screen or a draw or 
a dump on the side. Like, yeah, I like I'm actually kind of excited to see what Gus Bradley does or what the rate. Who did the Raiders post on their Twitter? It wasn't Gus Bradley. It was um Ken Wisenhunt. Ken Wisenhunt defense. That's what I'm gonna call it for now on the Ken Wisenhunt defense because they the PR the Raiders PR. I don't wish no one's getting their job taken away, but goddamn, they they're so insensitive, culturally insensitive sometimes, and just don't know what they're doing. To be honest, I think Chargers got the best social media. Well, just yo, putting that out there. But what was it? I'm trying to think now. Didn't the Raiders? That I can they, breathe. They put some. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I can, they posted I can breathe, but it was on 420. So I my I'm at work. And I was like, 420. I was like, damn, the Raiders are like coming into times embracing weed and embracing <laughs> like getting high. Then I realized what it was. And I was like, oh, yo, you can't put that. And then like the comments were like, oh, man. I, tweet, I, I think the tweet is still up too. I'm like a thousand percent yeah, sure it's still up. Pretty sure it's still up. Like sure it's like PF Chang's, uh, you know, tweet. Oh, I love that. Uh, I love that. Yep, that's a good one. I, I love the traditions they do and like all oh, the I, trends I have- they hop on. I love I love the Chargers social media. No, they're, team, I mean, they're, 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 I, yeah, they are definitely like a very like hip, like uh, you know, like comedy, like uh, like, like a sitcom, like writer. Love. Yeah, I, mean, you know, it, it, I love it so much. It, it is impressive, and it, again, it makes us feel like you know, finally kind of standing up for us. I mean, again, hopefully, the better they play, they won't need to come up with funny SpongeBob memes or. You know, they well, the, well the more they win, the more they win, the the more they could post it because they can never post whatever they want to with when there is an L, or else the Chargers fans base will give them shit for it. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, I'm watching that uh, that second uh, episode of All In where you know they show everything and then it just kind of cuts off, like you know they they clearly it's like zero dark thirty when they finally got the line and they changed the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ross, go ahead and give your prediction for this game. Do you have any bold predictions as well? I mean, I, I predict it'll be agonizing to watch because it's the Chargers versus the Raiders. I, you know, I, I mean, that's not a bold prediction. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's just that's just that's just a Sunday or Monday. Yeah, right. I mean, I do, I do think they're going to win. I really do. I mean, I know they can't win every week, um, but you know, I really, really, really want to make sure they beat the Raiders. I'm supposed to be at the game the following against Cleveland, which um, will be the first time in California. 16 years um but i'm willing i don't want them to lose when i'm there but i, I think this game is more important i mean it's, it's the raiders I mean, it's the raiders it's it's a f f t r right yeah and, you know and, and so I, I i do think they're gonna win i mean i think it's good that the raiders are three and i mean you know mm-hmm. we all worry about like you know charges complacency or will they be riding a high like i mean they can't really you know do that with a team coming in that you know, 3-0, and the Broncos being 3-0. And again, their schedule is irrelevant. I mean, I don't think the Chargers or any team should really be thinking about, you know, uh, the standings like at this stage. I mean, God knows, you know, especially with 17 games. Right. I mean, I, I don't feel like we're going to overlook them. I mean, I think of all the times we played the Raiders and, like, at least, we, you know, we think we're taking them lightly. Or, we, you know, I'm sure you guys would just be like, God, I wish I'd taken them more seriously and we'd be playing better. Like, there is no correlation between anything that, you know, we say or do and what they do on the field, which is a really hard realization <laughs> give us one more like, prediction yeah score give us prediction? your score yeah give us a score okay. prediction okay. and like a All crazy right. theme that could happen i mean with 30 24 yesterday i, I can see i'm gonna go I, mean, I, I, I feel like i should be doing like the uh the old sml like the bear skits make it like 82 to zero but i would say <laughs> i'm gonna go chargers 38 raiders 20 wow Ooh. i mean again i'm completely just you know, I'm like I said, and I'm sure I would regret every 20 points they scored. But I think 
you know, I mean, we know the Raiders have a good passing game, right? I mean, that's the one thing I can't imagine Staley is going to let them, you know, blow by us. I mean, you know, for the most part, they contained Tyree Kill, so. Right, they did. I mean, every time I look at, like, a Raider highlight and, and wins, it seems like they're getting a lot of long throws. So, I mean, I, I would like to think that, like, it's going to be the first thing that he, you know, points to. It would be nice if it's 20 again because that means the Chargers haven't given up, you know, anything past 24 points this whole season, and that's – that's really good in 2021 now with how high powered these offenses are. Uh, David, what about you? Um, let's see. I've been calling a win every week, and I'm going to continue that. I'm going to go 32. You said 24 is the most we ever let, so I'll go 32 to 24. Similar score like last last week, but I think we get it done. And my bold prediction is, uh, let's see. I'll say uh, hmm. Herbert Herbert has four touchdowns again. Ooh. I mean, we didn't even talk about Mike Williams, who I, you know. Who coming oh, up. Man. Yeah, he's having a great year. And I think that, talk, I mean, we had so much Anthony Lynn talk, and I didn't really want to say too much about Anthony Lynn because, like, I want to move on. He's listening. Well, not, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but the one thing I'm really upset about Anthony Lynn now is the fact that how effective Mike Williams is easily. And the, the fact, too. and the fact that we have not used him like this at all throughout his, his whole career. I mean, we haven't gotten him these quick passes. We haven't gotten him passes in space to allow him to use his athleticism, which is insanely good. I mean, he's just been out here tearing it up and, and, and eating. So I'm glad that it's happening now. And I think that he could definitely continue uh, going on. Ross, you're muted, buddy. Well, okay, so what was your score prediction, Lucas? Uh, I'm going to – well, for the Raiders to win because, you know, that's how it has to be. Um, if they do win, though, if the Raiders do win, I think it would be something like 34 to 27 if they do. Bold prediction, though. Bold prediction, I'll say this. Uh, there's no illegal shift for the Chargers, and the Raiders get an illegal shift call. No illegal shift calls. No illegal shift calls. All right. Do we have Ross back? I'm hearing a little bit of. Am I there now? There you go. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know what I mean with with Jay and the guy. I mean, we could also make the argument with the legal shift. I mean, he could have been interfered on that play that he. Don't blame him for dropping it. But... Yeah, he should have caught that though. I was like, oh my, what what a throw too. That was an insane throw. Herbert could throw it sixty yards and he'll get there in two seconds, which is like no other quarterback is doing that. Like that's insane. Um. It's another touchdown off the board, and that's another score that would have made it, you know, a lot more comfortable for us watching the game. My gosh, but there are some miscues. I want to see the Chargers keep cleaning it up. You know, I thought we were going to clean up all those penalties completely since that was a point of emphasis last week, but it was a lot cleaner, and hopefully, you know, it continues. How much of it it do you think? I mean, they were sloppy penalties, but it also seemed like we were getting, you know, beat off the ball. So I know Lindsay had a couple of like holding calls. I mean, obviously, no one's going to remember that, you know, Slater had a penalty yesterday, but. I mean, was it a matter of cleaning it up, or was it just that even without Dallas having two guys in the line in there, I mean, were we just getting beat? The guys were holding. My, yeah, Micah Parsons, and, and I think that D-line's a lot better than people expect. I think the Cowboys have really shown up on defense um, this year. So I, I don't put it too much on, on sloppy play. Maybe they did get beat a little bit, but the, this off- offensive line has been more consistent than not, you know. And, and so I think that it's just something that's going to get better. This growing pains. It's a new unit and, and and everything, and they're already playing a lot better 
I think ahead of schedule, to be honest. So yeah, uh, I think we're we're all thinking like understandably so. Like, can this continue? And you know, also, I mean, you know, maybe we're due for like a blowout. I mean, we'd love it to be against the Raiders, right? We you know we played all these teams close, and you know you could make the argument that the Raiders are good offensively, but that they're the most vulnerable team we played. I know Washington obviously looked bad against Buffalo, but when we played them, it seemed like you know nobody was thinking we were going to win, or at least that it certainly wouldn't be. And that was a game you know that we could have. Maybe one by more, and that's not our style. Yeah, that is oh. not our style for sure. <laughs> but when will it be our style? Like when can when can we just take a Sunday off and have it just be like a drumming? Yeah, just ball out, and we could just stress free. I, I think I'll have like an identity crisis if that happens. Like I'm not used to it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? We we know what to do. Like you mentioned, you know, we'd be winning by eight points. I'm like, so you wouldn't be obsessed with us like giving up a touchdown and two point conversion? Like, in a, um, I mean, I, I you know, like yesterday. I mean, again. You know, when it was six points, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> like, if I thought it was gonna be Chiefs march down, score a touchdown, and get a last second field goal with no time on the clock, I was like, "If that happens, I might just pass out from being drunk, or I might just—I don't know what I was gonna do." But I'm so glad it didn't happen that way. But I think a culture is changing slowly but surely. Get away from these close games and let's start. Yeah, like 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 you said, let's get a blowout, man. How was the last time we blew a team out? Like, I can't remember. You probably. Uh, I can't uh, remember. Was it? I mean, not last year, right? I mean, we not to- last year. I can't remember like a big. 2018. I mean, there was, you know, there was that game against Denver that we lost. I mean, I guess we we kind of blew out the uh, the Cardinals that year. I'm trying to remember. Um, you know, going. I feel like we had one against the Jaguars, but that's like that's all I could remember, honestly. Yeah, the year before, I remember we, you know, we. we Beat the Raiders pretty badly twice, and then played Nathan Peterman. Obviously, destroyed him. That one was one, yes. That's that's one because he had five interceptions and in like four before the half or something, and one of the players quit like at halftime. I was at that's right. Oh, yeah, I went. I went to that game a couple years ago. Where yeah, oh okay, yeah, that was a good game to go to. Yeah, and that well, that game. I mean, we, you know, we won pretty handily, but yeah, I mean, we we don't get many blowouts. And maybe it's a testament to the league and all that. But like, I just want to believe somehow, and I guess it's coming out that like you know. Chargers can get up, or you know, the, you know, guys like Keenan Allen and Bosa, like they know, you know, how much we all hate the Raiders, and I know that it doesn't translate to anything, but you know, I want to believe that, like, you know, when they hear all week people saying "fuck the Raiders," they see it all. I mean, the Dane Thompson, you know, all these people are giving them like, you know, "fuck the Raiders" shirts and all that. And Hell yeah! So I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know I'm. It's like I'm talking myself back out. Like, I, you know, I want to believe that somehow what we think and feel about this team will translate into. The, Actual, uh, the actual game, but I'm gonna just really know. Yeah. I have a Raider booty doll store in my closet back there. Oh, oh you better be stabbing that shit. I, yeah, I got it on eBay. Uh, it was, uh, can you bring it out real quick or is I, it stuffed in there? No, it's, it's, it's here. It says choked on faders. I remember very vividly where it was in here. I won't even know. But this is like in the Funko closet. Oh, here it is. So, yeah, it's right here. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my my ten year old son keeps stabbing it in the uh, in the groin. So you know, I, <laughs> um, but it, it did. I got it on eBay, and you know, it came in two ethnicities, and I had that. It was from Boston, so I, I can only imagine the guy that sold it. But I, I, actually, <laughs> I, 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 think I said to him like, please make sure it's this one because I do hate the Raiders, but I don't need to feel like a white supremacist when I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I will say when I lived in the city, one of my friends got me. I think it was the early two thousands. A Raider pinata uh, for my birthday, filled with airplane bottles of booze. Which we were wow. in the city, and we brought it out to the curb, 
and I just beat the living shit out of it. It was like it was like the curb stomping in American History X. Not only did I beat it, <laughs> I start, and then it morphed into like the uh, the fax machine for like yeah. office space. I beat it, and then I beat it so hard that all that was left was like the Raider logo, which I I kept and then separately lit it on fire. That's wow, the way to do it. This uh, F the Raiders runs deep for you. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Ross, we're going to have to end this podcast, buddy. But thank you so much for coming oh, on. Having me. It was great talking to you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, can I, can I get a, a crazy uh, prediction? Because I'm going to make a post. What do you think crazy will happen in the game? He said no legal shift calls, and I say Herbert has four touchdowns. What do you think will happen? Crazy good or crazy bad? You know, it could be either one. Uh, preferably good. All right. I mean, crazy good. I think would be us blocking the kick or, or oh. Oh. returning touchdown. But I, I want to say, blocking kick, you know, like nice. blocking a kick, like, you know, maybe blocking a punt. I mean, I, I do worry, you know, about Ty Long and the amount of time he holds the ball, but that's a whole other thing. And he had a shiny <laughs> which I know this is not what we want to be talking about, but a block kick would be absolutely. I mean, I, I like that. I can't remember I, that. I can't remember the last one. I know we've had one, but I can't remember a good special teams play until like Darren Sproles times. Jar two two or I mean uh, lemonade nane was there like I, it's been a while so we're we're due for one of those for yeah, sure yeah we had I mean last yesterday what was it I mean he stepped out of bounds his back foot but remember the last time we had a run of more than you know ten yards on the return <laughs> honestly uh, but Ross thank you so much the author of Drunk on Sunday did you want to plug in any social medias for yeah, anyone yeah, to find um, you uh, it's I have a Twitter feed for the book it's at Drunk Sunday I think you guys have the hashtag. I'm also with Luca B12. Um, like I said, I mean, I love you know interacting with Charger fans. I do feel like sometimes the old cranky guy when I'm spitting out some of those references to people, they're like, "Who are you talking about, dude?" You know, like remember <laughs> when they had the strike season, they had Luther played, and they didn't have to, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I I plan to be out in California for the uh, the game against the uh, the Browns. So if you guys are gonna be there. We'll be there. We definitely got you. Right. Definitely got to bring a sticker for me. Yeah, we definitely, definitely got to meet up. Uh, I'll, bring, I'll bring my Arsenal and Anta Rainer uh, shirts. You know? Oh, nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can pack the voodoo doll on the plane or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's probably going to get me out of no fly list. But um, yeah, I mean, um, I think people will really enjoy the book because, like you talked about, obviously, for money. And you know, even if you don't like the dead or the chargers, I think people who have read it identify with the fact it's all about growing up and obviously trying to balance all this insanity with a normal life, which, you know, isn't always so easy to do. Yep. That's Especially awesome. Thank you. This team. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Ross. Thank you so much for that. I David, Hey, where can we, where can we find you on social? Uh, I mean, uh, sports guy, David, on all social media outlets, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, check out our fan interviews, check out all that good stuff on tough underscore podcast, tough fantasy, if you love fantasy and tough underscore chargers for old charger content. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sugar for Lucas. And like David said, make sure you follow the Tough Podcast on all socials. And if you want to be like Ross and be on the podcast, I'll... sports. So thank you guys again. Us again. Check out Drunk on a Sunday, guys. But thank you, Charger fans, for listening. Have a good night.